Do you know what's going on with faux news? It's really, really bad for them. Here's Ari Melber with a breakdown. Who evidence has the top host of Fox News facing the most damaging and existential crisis of really those Fox hosts' careers? It's a scandal that goes far beyond what we might call just media. It actually reveals some of the secret lies atop the MAGA movement, which continues to be a very real part of our life, democracy, and politics today. It's the lies that fed the insurrection. The implications are actually quite significant. Accountability could literally help protect America from another coup attempt. And this new evidence broke last night. It spurred another round of coverage in a story that keeps revealing every time we get more information, what seems to be another low, a low below that and another low below that in this case against Fox News. Now, we covered parts of the new evidence as this broke last evening. If you've been following the news on your phone, phone alerts, MSNBC, I bet you've seen some of it today. Right now, I want to go through it as a special report because what we have is even more damning long secret details from inside Fox. So tonight, I'm going to do this in a very straightforward way. I want to begin with a quote. If you take nothing else from this whole story, which has been going for a while now, just remember this newly exposed quote. Here it is. Quote, I hate Trump passionately. That's the quote, very clear. Now, if you think about it, many Americans have likely said that or something similar to that at some point. Donald Trump sparked a backlash not only from, say, Democrats or the left, but from many independents and some conservatives who were disgusted by his many lies and offenses and attacks. But that quote isn't from any public opponent of Trump. Nor is the next quote. The same person says, quote, We're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it's been, referring to supporting Trump, is too tough to digest. But there isn't really an upside to Trump. So here in that basically second line, you have admitting a lie, pretending there's an upside to Trump when, according to this person, there isn't. Now, if you've been following the story, you may see where I'm going here. That line isn't from some random Republican who changed their mind or from some politician who got into Congress and is stuck dealing with the sitting president and all the potential arguments they might make. No, the quote is from someone whose current career, power, and identity is based on the claim that he tells the truth, that he shares what he really thinks. These quotes are from the top Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, who secretly wrote them in January 2021 basically admitting his show is a lie and right, and confessing to both the fraud of, quote, pretending he backs Trump in public, and the failure of that endeavor, whether that's measured for himself or Fox News or the whole conservative movement. Tucker Carlson's secret private view is a reminder of the craven and dangerous lying alliance which props up Trump and, whatever happens to him, which can prop up people like Trump in a time of rising authoritarian instincts in our country. So again, I told you I'm gonna go through this very clearly with plain English, about why this matters. I want you to consider those quotes. Maybe you already heard about them if you follow the news. They are a smoking gun if I've ever seen one in a defamation case. In contrast, what Tucker said there to his show, what he called his pretending, what he claims to millions every night. For five years, we have watched the news media treat Donald Trump in a way that no American president has ever been treated. On the big things, on matters of civilizational importance, Trump told the truth bluntly, often when nobody else would. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. It goes on and on and on like that. I'm only showing you a bit. But Carlson was hiding the true views, what we put against that on the screen that we've now learned about. Indeed, we're seeing that his entire show is an exercise in hiding and contradicting his true views. And it's not just any random show. It is the most popular show on a habitual basis on the right. One of the most watched news shows, period. We'll, we'll give you the numbers. We're not going to take a separate view of it because we also happen to be a news show. It is very influential. It's why he has that new sweetheart deal with the Speaker of the House for a misleading presentation. I'll get to that. But we're seeing why it's a nightly show of pretending, as he put it. Now, for the legal case, it matters because 
This new evidence, this is what we just got last night, these new quotes secretly revealed, makes it more likely Fox will lose the billion-dollar defamation case or lose it in large measure. For the broader civic crisis America faces, it matters for people who come into contact with reality if they learn about this. Meaning even if you put the legal case aside, there are plenty of people who might be conservative, be Republican, have different ideas, that's great. But they learn that even Trump's loudest defenders actually, quote, passionately hate him. Tucker's words. Also makes you wonder how different the debates of some of these past six years would be if just some of those people told the truth. But they didn't, they lied. They watched, I guess, what they viewed as the efficacy of Trump's lies and cons in this current era and decided to go along. You saw Carlson's words. Now we will report out their context for accuracy in the full picture because you're watching an actual journalistic news program. So I showed you the words first because I think they're striking, but the context is Carlson was texting a trusted colleague. He had no reason to think this would ever leak. There was no court case at the time. There was no federal investigation. He seemed to be letting loose about something he thought was ending, his four years of, quote, pretending. Because he saw Trump as the loser of the race, a fact, and he thought politically Trump would fade away. More context, Tucker writing in the same batch of text, quote, we're very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. And then that brings on the quote that crushes his current project of defending Trump, lying about the insurrection. Then the quote I told you, he texts, I hate him passionately. <clears throat> and then he seems to kind of emote about it and says it was becoming almost too much, adding, I can't handle much more of this. January 4th, two days out from the insurrection, he said. This was an inflection point. Trump had clearly lost. It was also clear he was not just going to go peacefully. He was trying to illegally overturn the election. And some longtime Trump supporters famously refused to join Team Coup. Whether you talk about Mike Pence, people, some people in Congress, some people in public. Carlson, though, he thought he might be able to do that. He was angry about the Trump effort. He texted Trump and his lawyers have so discredited their own case. It's infuriating, absolutely enrages me. That apparent or alleged final straw is then what leads into the quote I led with. Carlson writing, admitting what a disaster Trump has been for these four years is too tough to digest. There isn't really an upside to Trump. Whoop, there it is, as Tag Team famously put it. That's the smoking gun in the billion-dollar case against Fox for its hosts like Carlson. Because remember, this case that we keep hearing about, it boils down to whether Fox hosts knowingly lied and pushing Trump's lies. And Carlson's confession is not just random, it's on that very topic. The Trump attack on the election was so discredited, it literally infuriated Tucker Carlson in his secret musings. But then he and other hosts, who also showed similar requisite legal knowledge, pushed it on air anyway. That's a textbook defi definition of the charge here, of the civil allegation. It's a textbook definition of defamation. Now, I am not reporting to you tonight that Fox News is guilty, legally, of defamation. Only a jury can find that. I'm reporting tonight that this is some of the most overwhelming evidence of legal defamation ever assembled in modern First Amendment law. And I used to practice First Amendment law. Now, like Dr. Carlson, Hannity admits in a text to another host, you don't piss off the base. So the coverage would follow the base even into the lies, which again shows a knowing effort to lie, to defame. Murdoch saying he never saw evidence for the false claims against the voting company, which formed the heart of this case, and he never believed votes were destroyed. That's that algorithm conspiracy theory, which is a total lie, no evidence for it. And Murdoch states Biden won, the election was not stolen. But unlike all these secret texts now leaking out, Murdoch said that knowing those statements that would go public was in his deposition. In his private text, one thing he has in common with Tucker was the incriminating knowledge in real time that hosts like Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, quote, maybe went too far, maybe. In an email, Murdoch showed he was also well aware that there was an increasingly mad Trump with Giuliani encouraging him and misleading him. Murdoch was emailing the Fox News CEO, Suzanne Scott, about the Giuliani conspiracy theory that it was 
terrible stuff just damaging everybody. That includes the Fox viewers who were lied into an insurrection. Now, as I said, this is a much bigger story than a media story. Many of the people who watched Fox or heard those claims echoed, many of them have paid the consequences. Hundreds of people convicted. Not most of these figures of Fox, though. Let me tell you this tonight. When the history of this era is written, there may be many chapters on how these rich, powerful people who didn't really have much pressure to do so decided against their own knowledge to go lie America into an insurrection, even if they hated Trump passionately and viewed him as an enraging disaster. They ended up being some of the loudest voices pretending, Carlson's word, pretending to support him, which led a lot of people to believe they really did support him, because that's how lying and pretending works. And that's how we got ourselves that close to that attempted coup. And what's Tucker Carlson doing lately? Well, it's not something we have echoed or aired on this program, but you may have heard about it. He has spent last week misleading about the insurrection led by the man that he wrote at the time, January 4th, he so passionately hates. Sooner or later, his viewers might find out about all this. Just as a jury might use this evidence to convict Mr. Carlson's employer. And that's one piece of this. But this is also much larger than any particular person. Democracy, we know this, you learn it in school, you hear about it in these times where we are tested. Democracy requires some level of common facts to operate. That's one side of the coin. The other side is also pretty simple, although scary. Across history, authoritarianism needs propaganda, sometimes more than even violence, to maintain its grip on power that otherwise, we've seen in history, does not survive as well in a truthful environment. That's why the truth is so important. That's why the truth is so scary to the authoritarians wherever they pop up. And that's where we are. You can probably tell the stakes is high. Short cast club.